0: You're listening to Bickering Peaks. Alright, so welcome to Bickering Peaks, uh, the podcast without an intro this week because we...
1: We can't Didn't have one. We, we just don't have it.
0: We don't have it in us.
1: Nope. Not after the finale. Parts 17 and 18 of Twin Peaks The Return. Correct. Uh, we watched them last night. Yeah. As they aired live. Uh, we streamed them, of course. But yep. we have not watched them since. Usually no. we, we watch the episodes at least twice before podcasting. Um, but this week we're going to do it a little different. Uh, this is our... It's not a hot take because we've had a couple hours to sleep on it. And right. And think...
0: But we haven't read a lot of the, the analyses. We haven't listened to any podcasts. I don't know if any podcasts have come out yet. Um, the only person that I've read, whose analysis I've read, is Joel Bacos. Mm-hmm. But that's because I always read Joel's. Yes. So um, yeah. we've talked to a few people, uh, get gotten our feelings out. Aiden and I, we went to a bar last night. And we yelled at each other for a bit over drinks at the bar. And we annoyed our table mates and the other people around, around us, us. Yes. Um, quite thoroughly. Um, but it was
1: a bizarre experience because It was. You know, they didn't have the experience that we had of last night.
0: And you're you're out there in the world with with normies who yeah. who just are having a regular old Sunday night before Labor Day and and we're sitting there having had our minds blown.
1: And our hearts ripped out. And our out hearts and ripped out and on. our
0: groins kicked in and our guns deep fried. Yeah,
1: <laughs> for sure.
0: Um so it was hard to be around the living. <laughs> yes, that. exactly. Uh, but I, I feel like given some distance, we're able to talk about it now. But I don't but think we're least, ready to no. go back to the episode and dive in with a deep analysis the way that we have done with previous parts.
1: Or tried at least with previous parts. Right. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm sure in a couple of weeks we'll be ready and we will put out another podcast that is a little bit deeper, that has a scene by scene breakdown and maybe has some... Some better theories. Once those theories that we're going to talk about have coalesced, maybe one will start to stand out. Maybe fifteen more will come up, but I think we need time. I think that's the important thing to to know here is that um, yeah. is that we need some time to kind of process this. Because
1: if you're like us, a lot of people watched last night and they left hurt. Uh, that was there was an overwhelming response on Twitter of uh, you know what this is the end. This yes. is this is the conclusion that we've reached. Um, and it still feels like that. That that feeling is still fresh in our in our minds and hearts. Eden
0: literally just walked into the kitchen and asked me, "When will it end?" <laughs> it, referencing the pain it and ends? suffering that yes. we that
1: we are now undergoing, because it yeah. really it does feel like it. It feels like the show has wrapped us up in a particular emotional state, and then threw us into a machinery of just pain and suffering, really.
0: Pain and, suffering. Uh, and it's. A Garmin Bosia machine.
1: Yeah, a Garmin Bosia compactor, I yeah. would say. That's what our hearts have been run through. So, yeah, we just wanted to give you this, you know, fresh take on on how it made us feel and and why, and maybe look at a little bit of why we think it it, it worked out that way.
0: Well, and, and I think we can start by, by saying that um, the idea that dreams, dreams have been so important. We've known that since the opening of, well, the, the end of, Episode two. Yeah,
1: in the first episode season. Episode three yeah. of,
0: of part one. Uh, or sorry.
1: Season one, yes. <laughs> Thank the the you. dream sequence.
0: Yes. Cooper's dream sequence. Yeah. We've known ever since then that dreams were gonna be important, but we I don't think we ever knew that it would be this important. Yeah. And I feel like at the end of part eighteen, we were left with this sense that something, maybe all of it, wasn't real. Mm-hmm. The same way that you wake up from a dream and that dream is no longer real. It existed, it was real for a time, and it was beautiful, and then it came crashing down around you, and you woke up. And I feel like that's what we all did last night when we stumbled out of our homes or turned off our TVs and 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 finished part 18. We, we woke up from this dream, and we weren't really sure what to make of any of that. Mm-hmm. I did have a David Lynch and Mark Frost dream myself last night which which is part of the reason why I approached Jade and I said you know maybe we shouldn't dive in too deep Maybe maybe we're supposed to look at this like it's a dream and maybe we're supposed to react to it in that way so that's another reason why we haven't gone back and watched it yet because I feel like it's important that we sit with this for a little while mm-hmm. and that maybe we let it be hazy and we let it be kind of distant and foggy because that's how dreams are and maybe there will be clarity that comes out of that, I hope out of our discussion today well, anyway.
1: And and let's face it, the, the series, Lynch generally, the series in particular, I would say, uh plays with plays with your emotions. It plays with how you feel at mm-hmm. any given moment. Yeah. And last night it took us literally on the downward slope of a roller coaster. Um
0: that crashed us into yeah, a the, wall. Exactly,
1: the yeah. And but I feel like that that was done on purpose. That was that was an integral part of how Lynch especially and I feel like Frost for sure as well um, how they wanted to to leave us they wanted to leave us in this emotional state of yes. not knowing and confusion and doubting and and it, and, and it's very successful that way mm-hmm. I, I, you know once again we've always kind of said you know there there are tours there they're getting what they want out of us yeah out of the audience which is a crazy thing to think of um, but they've done it here again and, and I feel like this is an important sensation that we're supposed to have. So it's worth, like you said last yeah. night, luxuriating in this yes. this suffering for yes. a little while,
0: just a little bit, mm-hmm. <laughs> not Before, to be too self indulgent no. with it. But but yeah, no, you're right. This is this is a feeling, and and there's a danger with Twin Peaks, and we've fallen into it ourselves of becoming too cerebral about it and mm-hmm. getting too up our own asses with theories and conjecture and um, there's this weird desire to be first and to be to the be first right. one. Yes, yeah. <laughs> to be the first one who was right. Yeah. Um, which is so strange because I don't think that's the point. I really do think, after watching this, that the point, the point all along was to just luxuriate. And Joel Baco said it. Lots of other people have said it that that's what this show really forced you to do at certain mm-hmm. points. Um. So yeah, I mean, having said that. We, we like we said, watched it once. Mm-hmm. Our recollections are going to be dreamlike. Yes. Um, <laughs> we we don't have any answers. We figure we're not going to pretend we have any answers. All we have are questions. So this may be a very disappointing podcast for a lot of you who are coming to us looking for answers. But we're going to give you what we have, which mm-hmm. is... Um, not much. Our hazy recollections yeah. of last night. Mm-hmm.
1: So... I think uh, it's worth going over in the briefest outline yeah. what happened, just yeah. so there's there's some shared vocabulary. Yeah. So we wrap up the Dougie storyline at yeah. do- Doppelkoop. Um, everyone basically arrives at the sheriff's station. Lucy shoots and then There's some
0: drama around oh, who's yes. going to be... Who, do they, Is this really Cooper, or is the Cooper on the phone yes. the real Cooper? So that kind of confrontation that people were expecting to happen didn't really happen, really, but it really. happened... In, in a different way, I think, because we were seeing it through the lenses of, you know, Sheriff Truman's reaction and Andy's reaction and Lucy's reaction. And um, but we didn't get Cooper and Doppelcoop facing off and there was no great battle like I think a lot of people expected there would be. Yeah, I
1: yeah, I never thought that was going to happen. I figured something like this would happen. Right. And, and just because a it's hard to film two of the same actor yes. and even in modern CGI it doesn't usually work very well. So, uh, you know, they, they did what they what. Worked and it and it worked wonderfully. The fact that Lucy is the one who saves the day is yes. just perfect, and then she understands cell phones somehow also makes sense in this right. grand scheme. But yeah, so so that story basically wraps up. Then Bob pops well, up. Well,
0: yeah, Let, okay. Let's, let's, let's well, talk about not, that. Well, no, we're not.
1: We're not going to recap. But, <laughs> no, so. we're
0: not. But we have to talk about Iron Fist, <laughs> our little green gloved Iron Fist, <laughs> sure. which seemed like the most. I mean, we have been watching the Defenders, and and <laughs> in our off hours, um, it felt like a really superhero. <laughs> uh twist to things yeah that that really didn't feel real and we can talk about that maybe why that felt that way but um but he does defeat bob that was what everybody kind of suspected he would defeat uh mr c yeah but in reality he's the one who smashes bob into oblivion yeah
1: into pieces and then
0: so so after the 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 scene with destroying bob and everything yeah um
1: well, first of all, we get overlaid with this whole scene is Cooper's face. Well, not
0: the whole scene. Pretty much. What the whole happens scene. is Cooper recognizes that Nido is Diane. And mm. at that point, his face is superimposed over everything. And and, and Nido turns into Diane. Laura Dern uh, reasserts herself in a red wig this time instead of a white wig.
1: After making an appearance in the Red Room, which I think is important for right. one of the theories. But anyway, yeah. But
0: either way, um, we get some. Some this interesting idea that that Cooper he he seems startled by this and he's watching it from outside of what's happening, and I think this is the first clue that that what we've been experiencing is a dream. Mm-hmm. Um, that the Cooper that is overlaid on this scene is the, somehow the real Cooper or the dreamer who is watching this happening. I think that's the closest interpretation. That well, he even says
1: at one point, I think that we live in a dream, or right? Something like that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it so at once there was this dread feeling even in that moment because I'm like, okay, so everything we've seen is has been fake. And then this gets kind of reaffirmed and and confirmed when uh, afterwards uh, everything else seems to kind of fade away from importance. And we're left with Cole, Diane and Cooper after they get the room uh, 315 key.
0: Right. Which uh, magically is able to open the door in the basement of the Great Northern.
1: Which is where James was heard the buzzing and, and everything. So obviously this is kind of a portal thing. Cooper says goodbye to them um, and then enters in, meets Philip Gerard, who takes him through a path um through the forest through the, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah through exactly. yeah. The same
0: it's, place that Doppelcoop went when he was going to visit Jeffrey's.
1: Yeah, above the convenience store yeah. section. Uh and they and he goes, he also visits Jeffrey's. Cooper does. Yeah. Um and then it gets a little confusing here because Jeffrey says a lot. Cooper doesn't say much except for he gives the date of Laura's murder. Right. Uh, and he presumably wants to go back there, and we follow him because he does that successfully. Jeffries does something; he shows him an eight with like a little ball in it. Well, or what something.
0: it starts off with the the owl cave symbol that morphs mm-hmm. into uh, an angular eight that then becomes an eight, which
1: it's also an infinity, spins exactly
0: yeah. in a way that you're. I think you're supposed to understand it is not just being the number eight, but the infinity sign. Mm-hmm. So, um. That that's interesting in in itself. With Jeffries, um, his whole his whole presence has been a mystery. I, I think it's completely clear at this point that he's on the he's not on the bad side anyway. Mm-hmm. Even if he's not on the good side, but he and Cooper have an understanding, and it is the real Cooper and it is the real Jeffries at this point. But Jeffries is still in the in the teapot and he's still rattling around. He says it's slippery in here. And I feel like that's very important because we've already seen Jeffries slipping through time. And, mm. and when he arrives in Firewalk with me, the date that he arrives seems to be a sticking point for him. He's upset about it being that date. I think he was trying to get to a specific date and, and can't or couldn't get to that date. Mm. So when, when Cooper comes to him and gives him the date, it's like, this is the date that I want to go to. This is where I need to be. I feel like this is this is the point where this might have been all part of a plan at some point along the way because mm-hmm. we learn that that Gordon and uh, Major Briggs, Briggs, they've all been looking for this creature that's known as Jiao Day, which has become Judy, uh, which we both think now is probably Mother or the experiment. Um, so they've all been in on this together. They all had some kind of plan. But at this point, when Cooper arrives at Jeffrey's, in Jeffrey's room, and gives him that date, and things kind of start to break down from there, because mm-hmm. I think this is where Cooper maybe starts to go off script a little bit with mm-hmm. with his intentions. and yeah. And I think everything that happened before that was happening in a certain timeline or a certain part of the dream that Cooper's been living in. Mm-hmm. But it's not... I don't think that's that's ever been real. I don't think any of that was real. Or if it was real, it's not the only reality. Mm-hmm.
1: And 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 that's and as we're watching this and we we're kind of coming to these conclusions, it it hurts because we've watched sixteen hours of this is the story that yeah. that Lynch and Frost wanted to tell. Well, and before covered. that,
0: two seasons of this is the story. This is the town well, that we got to know, and this is everything. Well, yeah. How much of this is now being called into question? Right? Yeah,
1: exactly. And and but well, we haven't gotten to the point that we're really going to question it because, uh, where Cooper goes and what he does is very important. But I feel like even this part, I mean, Cooper's, we live inside a dream comments, the way everyone kind of acts very dreamlike, uh, even the fact that like, they've got all these incongruous pieces in, uh, the sheriff's station, uh, in Frank Truman's office, uh, felt very dreamlike, even, you know, you have candy and Mandy and Sandy handing out sandwiches and stuff like that. Right. It's all very, uh,
0: Dream logic. It's very
1: yeah. It's very dream logicy. Very yeah. surreal, um, which you know we've come that, to that expect alone... that
0: from Twin Peaks. But but maybe that's because everything in Twin Peaks is not real. Well,
1: exactly. And yeah, yeah exactly. So what then is? The, and I mean, that's just a terrible thing to imagine because <laughs> what's the point then of yeah. watching a series called Twin Peaks if none of it's real? Um, and I and I don't think it is because I think okay. uh, Twin Peaks has never been about a place or a single character like Cooper, it's been an exploration of trauma. And I think that's yeah, what, Because yeah. so Cooper goes back and he tries to save Laura.
0: Yes, he does. Yes, you're right. And, and what Cooper does is he, he does go back to that date to February 23rd, mm-hmm. 1989. Um, and we get this, this, I thought this was really masterful. This is still part 17. Mm-hmm. We got this insert shot, uh, from firewalk with me, James and Laura in the woods, uh, the night that she dies. Mm-hmm. And we find out what she saw in the woods and what made her scream. And it was Cooper. Mm -hmm. So, which I I just got chills. And I I was bawling by this point. I was crying so hard because I kind of knew what he was trying to do. I kind of figured this is what he was going to be doing. Because Laura leaves James. And instead of making it to the meeting point with um, Jock and Leo um... and Ronette, she gets waylaid by Cooper who tries to lead her back home. back home and can't Mm -hmm. and it reminded me so much of Orpheus and Eurydice Mm -hmm. the the Greek mythology where Orpheus goes down into the underworld to save save, Eurydice and as long as he doesn't look back at her um, she'll be okay but he looks back at her and she disappears and she's lost forever and I thought that was so powerful um, because now she's lost to to not just him but to time itself and now Cooper has to find her. He has to find Laura again. And this is this is the this is the end of part seventeen. We go into part eighteen thinking, okay, now he's got to find Laura. This is the whole point. But what we get is not that at well, all. It,
1: it is. It is in a way, and
0: that's for him. It is for
1: him. It is yes. Yes. Well, and for us too. I mean, we. It. Here's the here's the create. So part eighteen. Let's let's not go into the weeds and details about it. Um, but it is basically Cooper trying to bring Laura back to her home right to Sarah. Yes. Um, and and there is a certain uh, sense that that makes you know Laura returning home uh, you know that could also be the return. Sure. You know, if, of course, if you're looking at it that way and it does in a way make sense. Cooper's, he's been exposed to all sorts of things. He's seen Laura with a glowing white light inside of her. Uh He's seen Sarah, potentially, if he was dreaming the whole thing, he witnessed Sarah with the blackness inside of her. He wants to bring these two forces, potentially Judy and uh, the fireman's, you know, Topa topa or whatever, (laughs) uh, goodness versus evil. He wants to bring them to to face off against each other. Um, And, you know, in some weird abstract way, even though she's Carrie Page and she's from odessa texas which is closely related to the odyssey and we can uh-huh. get into that too uh you know these things still make a, a modicum of sense enough that you you get the feel again of what cooper was trying to do of he course. was trying to save uh he was a trying to save laura initially and then he was trying to to uh do good in the world yeah really um and, and and so, so, that feeling is still there of Cooper trying to uh, achieve these things and be a good person.
0: but but why does it fail?
1: <laughs> that's and that's the hard that's the hard part. Does it fail?
0: I think it does. I okay. think he absolutely fails. And I think it starts when he meets Diane because Cooper leaves the woods and he goes to. He's back in Glastonbury Grove and Mm -hmm. he meets Diane out there. It's a slightly different Diane. She's got her bangs swept to the side. I'm not sure what we're supposed to read of that. I think it's just that universe's version of Diane. Whether that's real or not, I don't know yet. Mm -hmm. But he asks her if she's real, if she's really her. And she asks the same of him. And they know each other. Mm-hmm. This is but this is a different kind of knowing than than when Cooper met Diane in the, the sheriff station and they kissed very passionately. Mm-hmm. That felt like um like a dream. That yeah. felt like you've met someone that you love deeply yes. and, and you, you haven't seen yes. and you kiss yes. them because that's what you do in a dream. Mm-hmm. Here this felt like this was so bittersweet. And they head out on this journey across the country to in in an old car. They're in the desert, and we get all of these hints about the things the giant, that the fireman was saying at the beginning about 430 miles. That's mm-hmm. what the 430 must have meant, right? right. Um, two birds with one stone, Richard and Linda, this all comes to pass in these scenes because they drive somehow in driving past this power line in this through this specific location, which we could call a portal or we could call it um, a time quake area if you want to go with John Bernardi's theory. They end up in a different place in a different time. And I think they're different people. They go to a motel room and they make love, which is the, the weirdest way of describing that scene. Because that in itself, I felt like was that was Cooper's first task. That's the first thing he felt he had to do was to right the wrong that was done to Diane. Mm-hmm. And Diane knows that it's not going to work. She knows all along that none of this is going to work. I think she knows that... They've done this before.
1: But but does it work? I mean you you're saying no, and I, I understand why for sure. But um, Diane lets go of her history with Cooper after this. She becomes Linda, presumably. Um,
0: leaves she him a note Leaves and disappears.
1: him a note and disappears. Yeah. And and she potentially lives a happier, better life afterwards. Okay. Um so I, I I totally understand. I but I there's nothing so far that indicates that Cooper's wrong. I mean we, we get Okay, well, no, yeah, you're, you're immediately reacting because I totally understand why. Um, but we might just be getting uh, small snippets of, of what he's achieving after going through this ordeal. Sorry, you, okay, go ahead. You disagree <laughs> I disagree so, okay. so
0: strongly with go this because, because I think if you want to talk, if this show is really about trauma, mm-hmm. then, then the fact remains that you can't erase trauma. Mm-hmm. And by, by trying to erase that trauma, by trying to, to make it better he can't, he erases Diane and he erases Laura because those those traumas were central to who they were as people and everything that they touched and everything that was around them was was predicated on that trauma as well it's saying that okay i know you hated star trek 5 I know you think it's the worst Star Trek movie ever. I'm
1: not the only one. But yeah, I know.
0: So. <laughs> it's universally panned, yeah. but it was the only one that I owned growing up on VHS. So yeah. I watched it a lot. Yeah. And the part where where Kirk says to Spock's brother that he needs his pain. Mm-hmm. I think that's prescient. I think that's important. I think we need our pain. That's what makes us who we are. I don't I don't think that means that diane needed to be sexually assaulted but i'm saying that the fact of that created who she was for those 25 years and cooper can't just go and erase that because then he'll erase everything Mm -hmm. he can't and okay so we keep going with this and and cooper goes he leaves the hotel room and it's a different hotel room and it's a different car which makes me think that what we've seen is not the it's one of many times that this has happened, every morning he leaves Diane, it's a different hotel room or a different motel room, and he's driving a different car. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's been trying over and over and over again to right these wrongs. And every time he does, he either fails or he creates a new universe where now that re- that's now the reality for that universe. Mm-hmm. Which is fascinating in and of itself that Cooper is somehow able to create new worlds. But he goes from there to a diner Mm -hmm. and is looking for a specific waitress who isn't there. It's her day off. But then we get this bizarre scene in the diner. And and I know that you had thoughts about this too. So do you want to...
1: Well, and and I think this is important because I don't think this is the Cooper that we all know and love and even saw in part 16 and parts of 17. I think this Cooper is the Cooper that was dreaming. And I feel this Cooper is equal parts... The original Cooper that we grew up and loved, and Doppelcooper. Mm-hmm. And I say that because of some very specific choices about how um, a common Glocken plays him, but the scenes themselves, uh, when him and Diane have sex, it's very much the way he beckoned Chantal over yep. as Doppelcoop. Now you come over here. But it's not malicious or malevolent, it's it's just this is what we have to do next to to yeah. do this. Um, the way he deals with the bad guys, the the cowboy jerks. He's protecting a woman, first of all, which mm-hmm. is not something Doppelkoop would do. Um, and he spares their life. He doesn't kill anybody or right. needlessly harm them, really. He even doesn't shoot the third guy. So,
0: But he does shoot them, he which does, is something he, that original
1: Coop probably wouldn't do. Well, Cooper's never hurt anybody. No. He gut-punched the one girl yeah. in, uh, when he was saving Audrey. And that's the only physical harm he's ever done, right. as far as I can remember, uh, in Twin Peaks. So him actually shooting someone, he shoots off... A single toe, presumably, which is probably the least. Kicks a guy in the groin. Yeah, you know. But there's nothing.
0: There's nothing like uh, life.
1: No life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even life-changing. Probably, you know, these guys will heal and they'll be okay. But
0: even the way he walks around after that, like he, he, he seems to be. He's a menacing presence, even Mm -hmm. in his protector capacity. His gun is always out. Mm And I think the people who who are at the the counter, the old couple, wonder if they're next. And the the waitress probably wonders, like, who is this guy? They don't know who he is. They mm-hmm. don't know him like we do. Well, and he didn't
1: identify himself. Of course not. And
0: that's and that's the, that's the other part is that if he is FBI and he does identify himself later on and he has a badge, mm-hmm. um, we don't see the badge, so we don't know what name is on the badge. But I'm I'm I am really wondering if this is quote unquote Richard. Mm-hmm. If Richard all along. Was the FBI agent, and he's dreamt up this world in which he is good and stalwart and and everything. But then
1: also where he has an evil half that he's never accepted. Yeah, maybe. Okay, I'm not sure. You're right. You're right. It's It's, it's a possibility. It's one of the theories that I think makes a lot of sense. Is that Richard was the dreamer all along, and mm -hmm. and here he is. but going back to my point is that this Cooper seems whole. Yes, he does. This Cooper is not someone who's idealistic and and just going for the pure good. He doesn't want to. He doesn't. I don't think he wants to erase the trauma. I think he wants Laura to fulfill her destiny as the force of good against Judy's evil. And I think we're supposed to interpret Sarah as the fricket girl who's been uh, corrupted by Judy. Uh, see uh, she's been planted by judy seed mm-hmm. and laura meanwhile uh has not and now he's bringing her out to face this evil i don't know if that's i mean that's a huge theory it's a lot of reaching and stuff like that there, i'm not you know but you, you, you this. also
0: just said that this whole show was about the acknowledgement of trauma and how can you how can you have that happen if you're not going to acknowledge the trauma that brought you here
1: Yes, that's a very good point, Lindsay.
0: <laughs> that's what I'm getting at. Is that yeah. is it internally inconsistent? Is well, your theory? Well, essentially, I, I don't. <laughs> perhaps I should try that sentence yeah. again.
1: No, and and for sure, it depends on how you view what what Cooper's what Cooper's goals are here. Um, I don't think or Richard, or whoever, however you're going to Well,
0: or it. even who it is. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I I, wonder if the person who wakes up is Richard, and the person who went to sleep was Cooper. Well, he calls her night.
1: Diane. He calls for Diane.
0: When he wakes up. When he wakes up. Which is like when you wake up from a dream, and you're not really sure. Is this still a dream? Am I still dreaming? Did that really happen? Whereas the night before, he calls her Diane, and she doesn't react adversely to being called Diane. She sees her doppelganger as well mm-hmm. the night before, which or she her, sees, her she double, yeah, she another double, her. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's... That, that to me, that makes me think that at some point in, in this process that they've been going through, and I do feel like this was ritualistic in some way, Mm -hmm. that at some point they, they entered the room, they always enter the room as Cooper and Diane, and they always leave the room as somebody else. And this time they left the room as Richard and Linda. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and maybe this was, maybe this was the plan. Maybe this was, this, he had to go and become Richard and Linda they had to become Richard and Linda in order to find Carrie Page. But Carrie Page was supposed to be Laura. And somewhere along the way, that got mixed up. And maybe it got mixed up because at the end of part 17, Sarah Palmer smashed Laura's photograph. Mm-hmm. And that severed the tie between the, the last remaining link between Laura and her mother. It was the most important photo that we we saw every, every episode in the first two seasons. It was still superimposed over the credits when we open the show this time. Mm -hmm. So Sarah smashing that, Sarah slash Judy maybe, Maybe. smashing that, might have been severing that connection so now Laura can never be again. So even if Cooper um, brings her back, back, it'll never be the same. Yeah. Which could be another interpretation. No, yeah.
1: and And that's the thing. This is, it's very open. So how do you interpret it as he's done this, he's brought her back here a million times and every time he does... Uh, what happens after this? Like they start again?
0: Well, I think it goes
1: back to the red room, and they jump back to the.
0: I think so. I think so. I think maybe that there's there's now, if you want to continue with the terminology that we've been using that we've been taught because of the series, there's now a tulpa universe. There's another universe, a, a multiple universe that is existing where Carrie Page is now stranded in Washington, and she doesn't have any family and she doesn't know the house she's at and that universe will continue on its trajectory and there might be a hundred others beside them in in parallel streams where Cooper has dropped that universe's version of Laura Palmer somewhere trying to fix this problem and he never can and I think that's that's what Philip Jeffries was doing in it and why he got stuck in this in this slippery like infinite he loop time, of time
1: he became a teapot because of that
0: maybe I don't know i <laughs> Well I don't know I I just think he's he's lost to time and I think Cooper is now lost to time in a way that that is really sad because I th- I feel like he's misguided like he's mm. he's misjudged everything and it's and it's his fatal flaw it's something that well, Joel I mean- Baco said in his in his article that um that Cooper has a, uh, an inability to see the humanity of women on their own terms rather than as vessels for his own guilt, chivalry or desire. That's a direct quote from Joel Baco. Um, I think that's really, that's really important. And it's something that I've long bought into because I, I really liked my life, my tapes. And that seems to be mm-hmm. the case in that book. Um, it, it really seems to be brought to the fore here because he's just this acting agent on the women in his lives. And, Diane is worried about going back through this slipstream with him because she says things won't be the same when we come out the other side or he says it to he her or whatever. Um, she wants him to really think about it. Think about what you're doing. Which makes me think that she knows more than what than what we do, obviously. But that they've been through this before and they've, they've been down this highway before. And mm. part of her knows that they're going to go through this and it's not going to be the same. Okay. And so he he does this, and he acts on her, and then she becomes Linda and disappears. And he acts on Laura, or acted on Laura in the past, and now she's not Laura anymore. But but the, the, the interesting thing, that the kind of wrench in the works is Sarah's actions at the end, which I'd kind of forgotten about until just now, but mm-hmm. um, if her action of breaking that photograph is what severs the tie or something, then that could be... <laughs> That could be important. Yeah,
1: potentially. I mean, here's the thing. We're going to have many, many years to theorize. I feel like any theories we're coming up with now are kind of half-baked, half-assed, especially for us. We only watched it once. We haven't even gone back and analyzed the, of the course. particularities of language. We haven't even and, and watched
0: it with subtitles on yeah, it. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> so I feel like... Th- the, the theorizing and, and trying to understand what's going on is, mm-hmm. is again less less important than than I mean, I think it's worthwhile to try and take our initial like like that was just how I initially read the Sure, story. and was you're not that,
0: you're probably not wrong. It's it's your interpretation and, and mine is mine and yeah, that's yeah. that's just the way it is, right? Yeah.
1: Um but I think and I think it's worth recording those and, and looking at them and then yeah. when we go back to rewatch, you know, just just analyzing how um,
0: wrong we were. Well, how wrong
1: we were, <laughs> or if there was there's evidence supported, or yeah, if, yeah, or if there's not. And I think one of the big things that um, we're kind of undercutting at this point is: um, are there hints from other points in the series? I mean, we watched the yeah. whole series. We watched started on Friday evening, and we watched everything up until uh, the airing of the final two episodes, the final two parts. Uh, and you know, but we couldn't really tell retrospectively. Uh, how much that ending tied back to individual things. There was no direct call out. It's not like someone said, oh, uh, it's not like Diane said something in the last 20 minutes that, that tied directly back to something that she said earlier, but there are visual clues yes. and visual tie-ins and character moments that, that feel like they are hearkening back to certain
0: points. The, the biggest one for me was the way that Laura's body disappeared off the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of part 17, we get this beautiful moment where, um, which was another point where I just lost my mind. Uh, we go to the Blue Pine Lodge the morning that Laura's body should have been discovered on the beach. And we get Catherine, Josie, and Pete reprising their roles in footage ripped directly from, from the pilot. But Laura's body has been digitally removed from the beach. In fact, I, I wondered if that whole side of the shot had been had been reshot. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but, um, but anyway, her body is not there by the log. And we did get a close-up shot at one point of her, of her wrapped up body disappearing. And the way that it disappeared reminded me of the way that Cooper disappeared in the very first part of the return. Mm-hmm. When he's talking to the fireman, the fireman gives him those clues. 430, Richard and Linda, two birds with one stone, two yeah. birds with one stone. Cooper says, "I understand," and then he disappears. Yeah. And the way that they both, I think the fact that they both disappeared in the same way is telling. Because I feel like that's, Laura in that moment was disappeared from that reality. Or at least that version of Laura was disappeared from that version of reality and a new reality was created. So what does it mean that that version of Cooper was disappeared in that black and white scene? Does that mean that that version of Cooper was erased from some reality? Hmm, Or does it mean that he was now there's a new reality where he never existed at all? Or, uh, like, (laughs) it... it, it I don't really know I don't really have an answer for that yet but I feel like that's important to note. I yeah. don't think any other characters disappeared in the exact same way the way that well, Laura's body and Cooper Well
1: Laura disappeared. disappeared the same way twice. She screamed the same scream when she disappeared in the red room and when she disappeared while he was leading her by the hand. Sure. He also before she disappears, he hears the the scratching sound.
0: Yes, that cricket sound or whatever. Um,
1: yeah, so I think there's 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 definitely tie-ins there and that's what I'm saying again we can you can go back and uh-huh. we, can, we can do this a thousand times of looking for and those, find new those things. exactly and and I've,
0: and we'll be doing that and I'm we will sure. be doing that yes
1: <laughs> and the internet will help us undoubtedly yes. um and I feel like that's Lynch and Frost set us up for that of they, course they, they, did. they built all these little pieces and they' they've now tied them back together with sound design and with visuals and with uh dialogue and everything right um and that's part of what makes it feel Painful, is that they they did this about face at the, literally the eighteenth hour yeah. uh, to to you know change the, change the scales on us, which is something we sh- we should have all expected. Of course, you know you watch Lost Highway, and all of a sudden Balthazar Getty, who you kind of think is maybe the main character, of the second half turns back into Bill Pullman, and you're like, well, what the hell? We thought we were <laughs> done with him, and then you know, and then once you watch it the third or fourth time, you can start figuring out, okay, oh, this is where. These things happened, or, or the, the end of, the,
0: of Mulholland Drive too. Which exactly, which is, is the biggest, the same, yeah. and,
1: the, and that one, until you watch it the second time or have someone explain it to you, you're like, oh, okay. Then once once that's happened, you yeah. can you can appreciate everything else, including yeah. the last quarter third, of the yeah. third of the movie that that was totally totally different. Um, so we should have expected this, yeah. Um, and perhaps it will reward rewatching and will reward well, we our will. analysis yeah. of. Perhaps there were always two worlds. Maybe half of the storyline was happening in the uh, what's her name? Page. Carrie Page. Carrie Page universe. I can't You're remember still, one the, name. Oh my goodness! One name I had to remember. I can't that'll joke. be
0: the one thing people remember about this podcast. Is yeah, Aiden could never remember never any of the anybody's names. Names, it's terrible. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, maybe maybe I mean there were all sorts of theories of multiple universes, ongoing timeline shifts, and yeah. why winter time. When are things happening in this timeline versus the other timeline? Um, it seemed like everything wrapped up at the end, but that was perhaps all in Cooper's dream. Perhaps that whole last sequence of Part Seventeen is yeah. the only fake part. Maybe the ending of that. Maybe in the end, Doppelcooper Cooper showed up and killed everybody. Sure, <laughs> you know, and 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 that's Cooper's trauma that he's he's trying to to write away or something like that. I I don't know, yeah. no clue. Um, but there are there's still potential openings to to rewatch and, and reward oh, of course. this. And
0: I think that's that's what what I like about the idea that, that the very first scene is actually the ending mm-hmm. is that it does create this circle. Mm-hmm. And the Log Lady, Margaret did say that the circle was almost complete. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that, that was more than... She wasn't just talking about the circle of people who were going to come around and help bring this town back together, you know, for a good old-fashioned hoedown no i'm just kidding
1: <laughs> cooper shooting yeah
0: <laughs> um double cooper D- shooting.
1: double cooper shooting yeah
0: but it, but the, this was kind of an it's a loop a loop yeah mm-hmm. like an infinite loop or a, an ouroboros of of the of a story that was going to keep going around and i feel like that's the clue that we need that that will tell us that something in this it's not just the story the the return these 18 hours that's not the only loop, but that there are loops that are happening inside. We we saw that with characters like Shelley and Becky, who are looping. Mm-hmm. Shelley is repeating the same mistakes that she made before. Becky is repeating the same mistakes that her own mother made before. Um, characters fall into the same jobs that their parents had, and um, they they get stuck in these these loops. It's it's kind of realistic in a way because that's what happens in real life, and that's what makes real life so messy. Um, maybe that's what people are upset about: is that Twin Peaks was this idyllic place for a while mm. that that showed us what could be possible in this, you know, yeah. Reagan-esque "father knows best" kind of yeah, way, yeah. and now that's been subverted. And now well, it was
1: always subverted. Well, but now it always
0: was, but now, yeah. but now it's subverted in a way that. It's really subverted mm-hmm. <laughs> because maybe it's not even real. Maybe none of that was real or, or it's only one possible reality. I, and that's, that's another reason why I've always bought into the multiverse theory. If you've listened to our podcast since The Secret History of Twin Peaks, which I think was our second episode that yeah. we put out, um, I think you've known that, that we've bought into this kind of multiple timeline theory And I like that because it means that there's there's a a timeline where Ed and Norma are married and happy, and and Cooper saved Audrey, and everything's great. And when where Cooper and Annie are happy, happily married with fourteen children, and you know all of those things are now possible. But but that's not going to be satisfying for everybody. There are people who, and there are people who are online ranting and railing and they're so mad, they feel so betrayed mm-hmm. because the answers aren't on the screen.
1: I feel like that's maybe what we're trying to describe why here. Why, yeah. why does it feel that way? And, it's, and I think it's because we had different understandings of what was being shown in the return, I feel like.
0: Well, um, even though we all believed that... This wasn't going to be an exercise in nostalgia. we all walked into it thinking, you know, we're not going to get the music and we're not going to get cherry pie and we're not going to get coffee. But then we did get Mm -hmm. the music and the cherry pie and the coffee. Yeah.
1: Everything was leading up to that moment in part 16 where Cooper wakes up.
0: So it's like they lulled us into this Mm -hmm. sense of like we walked in. We walked in in the the part one and we thought this is going to be totally different and then we got little bits of familiarity and then we got totally different again. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest fake out. Yeah. And it, it, maybe that maybe that is it. It's yeah. it's that we were we were dangled with something that that ended up not being what we got. Yeah,
1: because Twin Peaks is yeah, like it's an exploration of trauma, it's an exploration of good and evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's not confined to uh what was in the original series and what we fell in love with, which mm-hmm. is cherry pie and coffee and donuts and then an, an evil layer of Bob underneath. Right. You know, it's it's more complex than that. It, there's cycles of, yes, uh, people becoming their parents and not being very good people as they do that. Right. Um, there's cycles of drug abuse and uh, sickness, you know, yeah. the illness, those characters that were just ill and suffering. and su-
0: mm, War the, and yeah, exactly. poverty. Yeah, exactly.
1: And- All these terrible elements that are just repeating and they're they're not going away they are part of the good and evil of any town and Twin Peaks is still a capsule of that yeah um, so that, that was that's kind of what we got and then it but the fact that the ending didn't didn't wrap that up, so to speak. I mean, right. it kind of did because you again, you kill Doppel Cooper, who's the symbolism of all that's bad in the world, yeah. right? You kill him, and all of your problems should go away, but it doesn't. Yeah, and that's what Twin Peaks always does: is even when you think you've you've got something nailed down and you've you've vanquished it, Leland dies, else. but
0: Bob is off in the woods, Bob and is off in the woods he's. But but back. for the rest of season two, everybody forgot that that evil was even there. Yeah. That was the problem of season two. But here it's it's being readdressed as kind of that's all there is. Yeah. Is that. Well,
1: even like, I mean, the little things like uh, uh, Sarah, no, Laura's name again Carrie. Carrie. Just even, Mrs., Ms. Page. Even uh, the
0: little things. Yeah.
1: <laughs> even some of the little things like uh, Carrie's uh, room that Cooper walks into when he's picking her up. Yeah. Um, she's killed her boyfriend, presumably. presumably. Shot him in the head. So she's obviously still suffered a lifetime of abuse. I mean, yes. she kind of has all the the symptoms of of uh, battered woman syndrome and stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and yeah, so it's just it's it's like she can't even escape this in this alternate world that right. either Cooper's created by taking her out of her old suffering. Yeah. She still found it somewhere. Yes. Um. And you know maybe she's less pure in this world than she was in the past, and and that's that's what the show is doing. It's right. saying, oh, you think you've got evil sorted away No, it's it's still there and even and i think you're you're kind of right that 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 cooper is always still striving to do the most good he can in the world right um and it's still
0: backfiring well and it's not it's not something that i i mean i am mad at cooper i i realized that last night that i'm i wasn't angry until i started thinking about the mistake that cooper made by trying to fix this for laura in the past and then i was like you idiot like how could you didn't you watch back to the future part (laughs) two Biff stole the almanac and then everything <laughs> went to shit. You can't change the past. Yeah. It's, it's, um, we said we weren't going to be making jokes, but we still find a way to make jokes.
1: Um, Back to the future is applicable to so much well of life, Well, it is, life, it Lindsay. totally I mean, is. Come
0: on. Uh, but anyway, um, so I, I'm, I am upset at that. I'm not mad at, at David Lynch and Mark Frost at all. And I'm, I'm in awe of what they've done. Um, but it feels very... Upsetting. I think this is the reason why it's upsetting to people because we've, even if you didn't directly acknowledge it or protested this very strongly when people accused you of it, everybody held up Cooper as the white knight, as the guy who was going to fix everything. All Cooper needed to do was to come back to Twin Peaks and Twin Peaks would be better. All Cooper has to do is wake up and everything will be better. All Cooper has to do is, is be and everything will be better. And we were wrong. Mm-hmm. I think that's it's an indictment of us. We're always looking for the people who are going to be the heroes, and Cooper is a hero. He's just not the right one. He's the wrong hero for what is happening because he, because he's he's mistaken his well, yeah. his or, or misaddressed where he's supposed to be doing the most good. He's single minded and he's focused on this one thing. Like when he goes and 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 enters carrie's house and he sees this man sitting there dead probably for a few days there's flies buzzing around him and stuff she hasn't been at work three days exactly so So, um so clearly this man has been killed i think by carrie Mm -hmm. as an fbi agent you'd think that would be the thing that you would investigate but but he's no longer a, a good fbi agent and we wondered about this even back in season one and two, if Cooper really was the best FBI agent to begin with, because he missed things and he tamped down his, his desires to such an extent that he created problems where there weren't any. And um, so maybe this was always all, all there all along. But in this scene, he's so single-minded on getting Laura back to Twin Peaks, even though this isn't Laura and that's not the Twin Peaks that she needs to go back to. He's just, he's so misguided and I think that's his purgatory. This is his penance. He has to be, he hasn't learned anything. And I'm mad at him for that because he, he spent 25 years in the lodge and he didn't learn.
1: Well, that's the thing. I don't, I don't think that's possible. I think he, I think he's successful here. Um,
0: <laughs> Explain yourself, Mister Hales.
1: I, I think, like I, I'm kind of holding out to the theory that that uh, Sarah calling out Laura's name from across the universe right. or wherever the that disembodied voice comes from, yeah. and and Carrie screaming and waking up to being Laura, um, it, it's it's unsettling, and it, there's no there's no follow through, so you can't tell if it's a positive or a negative thing, um, but I feel like. It was Cooper's intention to to have these two worlds collide, and he's he's successfully done it. Um, whether or not, again, okay. whether or not it's it's good or bad, um, whether or not it's it's yeah for good or evil, I I think those are questions that this new Richard Coop is beyond because i, I don't want I,
0: richard Cooper. that's horrible exactly
1: um but i you know i feel like even giving him the name of the most evil character in right. the in season i think is, is important because he's not just a good cooper anymore no um, he's a
0: realistic person
1: exactly he's a realistic person which is
0: different than we've ever seen and so i feel him. like
1: i i don't think this character that we see in the brief 40 40 minutes or so that we see him uh is is going to cause the, is going to do the same issues as, as the good Cooper has, as he did for 25 years, as he did in trying to save Laura, even potentially. Maybe. That might not be the same character that, that we get now. Um, and, and I think that's even, I mean, even if it is, um, then, then that's, that's an unsettling thing. Your interpretation of it. If, if my interpretation of him being successful in some way, uh, to bring these forces together, uh, that's also unsettling in a way because yeah. it's not the story that we were told. It's nothing that we've been prepared for really right. um, by the town of Twin Peaks, by the series of Twin Peaks, by the return, by any of the characters we met yeah. really, except for maybe Judy or Bob or the nuclear explosion or something like that. Right. So either way, I think you're you, you're not going to feel good about this ending. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's, that's totally natural, I think. Um, but I think it'll be interesting to see what we can piece together in the future and if we can reclaim it. Because honestly, I kind of feel like this is how uh, the crowd at Ken in 1993 Mm -hmm. when they watched Fire Walks Me, they're like, this is shit. This is not what I wanted. I wanted to know what happened to Cooper. I didn't get that answer and I'm going to be pissed off at you now for the next five
0: years. So, or it'll take 20 years or 25 years for us to start. I hope it doesn't take that long. No, I hope not. I think, I think we've learned, well, I thought that before, but clearly we haven't learned our lesson because we (laughs) walked into this expecting roses and cherry pie and coffee at the end. But, um, can we talk about this final scene briefly again, Mm -hmm. just a minute, because, um, the whole idea that Sarah, Sarah, it is Sarah's voice and it's Sarah's voice calling out Laura as she's trying to wake her up the morning of February 24th, 1989, which is when we first meet the town of Twin Peaks. So we haven't done a lot of reading about this, but one of the theories that has come across on Twitter and and people have been talking to us about is that um, that perhaps Laura is the dreamer at the end Mm -hmm. of this and that she's waking up uh, the morning of February 24th when she should have been dead, but now she's been saved and now she's woken up in her bed. mother's gonna wake her up and pour her a bowl of Captain Crunch and she's gonna go to school Mm -hmm. so that interpretation is also very unsettling Mm -hmm. I don't know where Cooper fits into that but I also don't know if I like what it leaves for Laura Mm -hmm. and I I don't know is that something that you before we get into what that all means is that what you maybe think could be happening yeah I
1: know absolutely and I think Cooper could then be the, the one who's going to save her. The, the the hero that she thought she needed, the angel that was going to come save her. He's literally standing over her fire walk with me. Right. He was always kind of her angel. Um, so now he's doing this again and trying to save her. Um, but how but, does he
0: save her if she's well, alive? Well, that's thing. And... That's the thing.
1: She wakes up from this, say the whole series so far has been Laura's dream. She wakes up at the end. She's still in a world of Bob raping her. Every night, and well, yeah, your, and her mother... or, or
0: if not Bob, her father is definitely yeah. Yeah. raping her, and and the, yeah, the, the abuse and yeah. is still so present in her life. Has has she actually been saved at the end of that? No, it's. I think that's, that's why worse. the
1: scream is so yeah. so telling. You know? I think
0: if she wakes up and she's still in this world, that's a worse fate than death. Cooper mm-hmm. might have saved her from dying, but he didn't. He couldn't go back to when she was twelve years old and first started being assaulted by yeah. Bob. Yeah. You can't like he didn't go far enough, and, and if he did, he would have created some other universe that, that messes up even more. So so I feel again angry at Cooper for for thinking it could be so simple yeah. when it's really so complex. And I and I I, I bristle against that interpretation, even though I kind of like it. I still want, I'm like, eh, is this really what I want? Do I really want Laura to have to suffer like this again for no reason? With no salvation, yeah. because because it is so open ended, we don't know where this is happening. The other, yeah. like the the elements in in that world that she inhabits, you know, Alice Tremond is the yeah. owner of the house, and the Chalfonts owned it before that. Yeah. I mean, that really does lead me to believe that what we're seeing at the end is the dream, and and that maybe more or all of what we've seen beyond that is real, in some way, yeah. um, or it's just another reality um it's gets so sticky and so messy it's it so hard to parse but you were gonna say something
1: no no I was just gonna say uh you know perhaps uh she woke up that day after her mom waked her up uh on February 24th woke her and woke waked her up, up? Waked her up <laughs> uh and uh, you know Sorry. she gave up on her life and she went and became Carrie Page instead or oh something yeah
0: like that, that. I, mean, I mean that I mean, could there's, be...
1: there's, there's there's something there's something so unsettling about that that last sequence. You know, why does Cooper need to get her there? What is he hoping to achieve?
0: Um, what did he expect would happen? Yeah. Did he expect that there would be some great big happy family reunion and that that Sarah would embrace her long dead daughter and everything would be fine? No, I,
1: and I don't think so. I, I think there's something sinister there. I mean, the fact that we know Sarah has something pretty bad in her that's that's causing her pain and, yeah. and killing people. I mean,
0: and and Laura, he saw Laura had something light in her. Yeah, yeah. So is it is it true? Are you are you right that that maybe he was trying to effect some kind of showdown between ultimate good and yeah. evil, and he failed? I don't know.
1: Or he succeeded, and the the end is just oh, yeah, extreme, or, you know? or yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's what happens when good and evil meet. I don't so, know. If-
0: so then the question becomes, where does this leave us? I and mean. we. So at, at the time when we watch this. Uh, the last five minutes or so, I saw. I thought, okay, we're being set up for a fourth season. I was totally expecting there to be an announcement. Yeah, yeah. You were um, you were in
1: the bargaining phase. Of
0: the I kind of before. was <laughs> in the bargaining phase, but I don't think I want a season four at this point. No, I think I would be. I. I would be okay with it, but I'm not desperate for it. I, I and I, I certainly didn't want it the way that I. I want it differently. Mm -hmm. Like when we were watching season three, I was expecting it to have closure and I was expecting there to be an ending and I was okay with that. I wanted that. Mm -hmm. I wanted this to be a closed thing and then I wanted us to be able to put it, you know, in a box set on our shelf so we could watch it and that would be the end. And then this left it so open-ended that now it's, if we get a fourth season or if we get a film, which is entirely possible, maybe we'll get some kind of, you know, Fire Walk With Me-esque, mm-hmm. you know, in two or three years, a, a movie production or a film production that will blow us all away. But it won't be... It, it, I think that will just not have an ending. And then we'll have more open-ending. And I'm like, how many more open-ended moments can we have with this mm-hmm. show? Because we've already lost so many people associated with it. At some point, there will be no more. Yeah. And leaving this kind of end on purpose if they had no intention of doing a season four is really cruel mm-hmm. because at least at the end of season two with house Annie, they maybe thought that they would be re- um,
1: renewed, yeah. renewed.
0: Yeah. or, you know, David Lynch believed that there was opportunity for, for films when he, you know, signed off for Firewalk with me. And then that film deal fell through. There were supposed to be two more films, I think after that, mm-hmm. and that didn't happen. So at least they had the hope of something else. I feel like if we get to the end of this and we leave, you know, it's now, it's not how's any, it's what year is it? But if that's the ending, if that was it, if they've planned this all along to be it, I feel like that's really cruel because at some point there, we're getting to the end of the end of the line here and we're not, I I hate to say it, but I mean, nobody is immortal. Nobody lives forever. We're not going to have the opportunity for, you know, we can't wait another 25 years. Mm -hmm. So that would be really cruel i would be really upset if they planned this to be an end mm-hmm. so I'm, that's why i kind of i want it and i hate myself for wanting it because i know that it's just going to lead to more open endedness and and that really bothers me you feel differently
1: well i i feel like the open endedness is is it's there it's it's always been a mystery twin peaks was i'm going to say this a lot twin peaks was this <laughs> definitively but twin peaks was a set of mysteries you know yeah. it was who killed laura palmer was the center of it um and since then it just delved more and more i mean we we were keeping a running tally of of unsolved mysteries from this series (laughs) Oh boy! and not a single one was answered (laughs) in part 17 or 18 which was you know not not unexpected but you know some of them like and, and but some of them it felt painful like what what's up with audrey why why did we get all this focus on audrey uh, all this so late
0: in the game, so and so importantly.
1: Well, it seems so important, and yeah. they had all these stuff about Chuck and and Billy, and all this stuff, and it went absolutely nowhere. It was completely tangential to everything else that was happening in town. At least, you know, Bobby and, and his family, uh, Becky and Stephen, they were connected because they were connected to Bobby who was investigating this thing and he was also connected well, to Well, and they breaks. also
0: had some kind of internal coherence. Like there was a message that was being told about yeah, family maybe. dynamics yeah, and, yeah. and abusive relationships and that kind of I mean,
1: potentially you could evil. view it as, as Audrey was experiencing what Diane was while she was also... I mean, yeah, because, I mean, Diane was raped... Taken to the Red Room, presumably, right. and trapped into Nido's body or something. Maybe the same thing was happening to Audrey. And this is what the mental experience of that has been like right. for and, 25 and years. I
0: actually saw a theory. Well, I, I didn't see it. A friend of mine on Tumblr messaged me and, and said she wondered if maybe Diane and Audrey are linked in some way, mm-hmm. that maybe their experiences are shared. And that could be some. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant about that, but it, but it does make some sort of sense because they both did react the same way. They had similar things happen to them supposedly. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah, and it's it's interesting also that uh, when Nido there's there's a ball of blackness hanging yeah. in the red room, uh, and half of it is exposed after uh, Cooper touches Nido's hand. We go to the red room, and half of this ball exposes Diane's face. Right. Half of it is still black. Yeah. So there's still half of Diane that I feel we're not getting access to, whether it was yeah. American Girl, if they he also needs to go and find American Girl and bring her back, or if it is Audrey, uh, if those two women are, are connected together. Right. Um, and he's only freed one of them. I mean, th- th- and that's the thing. Like, these are the things, the clues that we can parse and try and look at for the next 25 years. But I think no matter where you go with Judy, Audrey, all these things, uh, you know, this is... This is what we're. This is what we've got, um, and so yes, some of this we may have followed characters that never went anywhere, um, plot lines that never materialized, uh, mysteries that were never solved, um, but that's just part of what Twin Peaks is. So to end with. You know all the mysteries, literally all the <laughs> mysteries. I think we were up to like thirty-five or something like that, just with no answers whatsoever. Well, and
0: then brand new mysteries. Brand, well, that tons final of brand scene. new mysteries. Yeah. Well,
1: not just the final scene, but all of the, you know, was Cooper dreaming? What was yeah. going on? And all this stuff. Uh, you know, those are major mysteries. It feels like it's, that's just part of what Twin Beaks was too. It was, it was, it was an exploration of all these things, including the experience of not knowing. You know, yeah. Uh, you know, having ideas and trying to make sense of a crazy topsy turvy world um that literally has people jumping in and out of existence and breaking out of glass boxes and eating people's heads and you know oh, setting honey. off nuclear bombs. You've
0: <laughs> just outlined the thesis of our entire podcast in <laughs> this whole episode. You've just Because that's sure. the beauty of what of what we've been trying to do here is 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 without the time hopping and the telpas, <laughs> we're we're trying to make sense of of what we saw. Um, Beautifully put, dear.
1: <laughs> and I think it's uh, going back to uh, Judy, uh-huh. because um, it, you know Cole very briefly gives this description of her as an evil creature, uh, or a force of malevolence, or yeah. something like that. And he says her name is uh, Jiao Day. right? Uh, which, if you translate, it, if you take that as a Chinese expression, it means to explain, right? Which is something we've seen a lot on the internet. A lot of people have been commenting on this. That uh, and if so, if that's Judy. Judy is explanation. Judy is mother, and Judy is according to Hawk, you never want to know about this thing. Yeah, then that's that's
0: that's the answer the right most, there. Isn't yeah, it? that's
1: the most Twin Peaks thing ever. You, you don't, ju- want, you the don't want the explanation. You want to enjoy and be tossed and turned on this sea of emotions that that the return took us on. And Lynch is, I think, explained to us, no, don't don't worry about this. You know, the, just luxuriate in those moments as as joel Bacco said many months ago and as we've been doing ever since is rewatch twin peaks maybe yes we're going to go and we're going to try and analyze it and find an we'll find an
0: explanation that works for us but it doesn't it's not it's not going to be lost yeah or the sopranos even where well maybe it will be it i didn't watch
1: Sopranos, but yes let, the me, back up. Ending, let okay.
0: me back up it's not going to be how I met your mother.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> or um, oh, what any uh, friends. Yeah. Where there's a final curtain call yeah. and the door closes and you've got closure. Mm-hmm. Because is anybody still talking about friends? Well, nobody, any,
1: nobody's going to rewatch Friends. No, to try and find something. Is new
0: anybody still it. talking about How I Met Your Mother?
1: God no, that show took a turn for the worse after. Like the case. there,
0: there are some shows that that you watch for the experience of watching it, and you get to the end, and you can you can put it away and and leave it. And maybe that's not what we should be wanting with Twin Peaks. Maybe I was wrong to want to put this on a box set on the shelf, and I'm I'm fully prepared to admit that I was wrong because. Um, because I love this part of it. Mm-hmm. And I said it before on this podcast and I've said it on my Facebook yesterday when I tagged everyone I know in my <laughs> status update that made me cry as I was writing it. Um, that this experience of watching the show, of re-watching the show, of podcasting it with you Aiden, mm-hmm. of meeting all of you online through our podcast and through my work with 25 years later meeting the, the 25 years later crew um writing about this the the incredible opportunity to write about this show mm-hmm. while it's happening now if we got a closure if we got a closed ending for this yeah, that what? would go away yeah wouldn't it yeah
1: the community like the like i was worried yeah.
0: that 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 we would end the show and then the our podcast would end and we would archive it somewhere and that would be it because there would be nothing left to talk about. There was a fear in me that that would, that that would happen, that Mm -hmm. we would get too much of a closure. I I, I didn't want like a nicely wrapped up with a bow ending. I I don't know if I wanted this kind of ending, but I'm going to learn to live with it because I think that, that this feeling that I'm having that I'm grappling with and that you're grappling with Aiden and that everybody out there is grappling with I think that's important. Mm-hmm. I really think that this is the most important thing that we need to focus on is what this does for us. Mm-hmm. And where do we go from here? Yeah. We've got 20, we, we had people 25 years ago who kept this alive. And now it's our turn to, to join in mm-hmm. and keep this going for another 25 and or longer.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and to be fair, we got much more material <laughs> than they ever did. I mean, let's face it. With the large part, season one and two of Twin Peaks were fairly straightforward things yeah. that didn't. They rewarded rewatching because they were enjoyable. Yes, I feel like the return is going to re- enjoy reward rewatching just for the sheer.
0: It what enjoyed, the fuckness of yeah, it yeah yeah the what the fuckness <laughs> that is a perfect thing but
1: also you know there are just enjoyable scenes when we were watching we laughed at jokes that we'd heard three or four times
0: sure. now but everything that dougie did yeah. is going to be delightful yeah
1: to, to to break up the monotony of us looking for clues in all the other little you know strange places which that i'm
0: i'm going to push back a little bit against because i'm i'm not sure that the, all the answers are going to be there either. So no. it's so we're still going to look for clues because that's what human beings do. Mm-hmm. But I'm not expecting to have any firm answers on it. Any no. firm, any more firm than the answers that we had going into this season. Absolutely. And we had a lot of fantastic people. John Thorne, Joel Baco, um, Brad Dukes. Mm-hmm. Tons of people who have been writing about the show for years. And they had fantastic theories and fantastic ideas. And some of them have been invalidated. Some of them have been strengthened. That's what we get to do now. And that's
1: that's, that's cool. kind of cool. That's really cool.
0: I'm, I'm not I'm not upset at all about where we ended up. I'm just upset about what it means for these characters that I've grown to love. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I think it's the attachment. It's not so much where we are. It's where the characters wound up. I will tell you three things. We've asked John three questions. <laughs> he's given us three answers. The last set we we've brought John along the with us for every part of the return. Yes, wanted to include him in his overall set. So we asked very general questions. They yeah. weren't they weren't super. Maybe when we do in-depth.
0: our, our in depth look, we'll we'll return to John and see if yeah. he's got any because
1: he's got answers to the yes, questions. Yes, and he's 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 a great theorizer. So we're definitely yes, going to tap him for that too. But this was more on you know just his interpretation of yeah. of how the hot take worked. his yeah. hot take. Yeah. yeah.
0: So the first question we asked him was, how do you feel about the finale? Emphasis on feel. How do you feel about the finale? And John says, the first standard part went well enough. I think he's referring to part 17. I like how Freddie was included to fight both Chad and Bob and that Bob actually lost his bubble, though probably not his life essence. Cooper sending Doppelkoop wrapped up a little fast, but otherwise I like how it was handled. Lucy being the one to stop the evil opened up something in her and she shoveled her way out of the shit, which was nice, but no one was allowed an epilogue. Yeah. For having 18 hours, I wish there was one diner scene with the Mitchums, pink girls, and sheriff's department staff. Even that odd duck Jesse. Didn't even have to be long or plot informative, just needed to give us character beats. And I think that's that's illustrating one of the points that we've been trying to make is that we, we have had expectations, yeah. even if we claim that we haven't, and... I don't wanna say that we've missed the point of this, but but in expecting character beats, I think we were always going to be let down. Mm-hmm. Because even the character beats we did get didn't make us happy. No. So so looking back on it now, if we had gotten a scene in the diner, it probably would have been a letdown, mm-hmm. you know? Well we did see the diner and it was closed up and it wasn't yeah. it wasn't open, it wasn't friendly, there were no lights on inside. So yeah. I mean I feel like this is now a, a a totally different place, and I'm I'm not sure that that kind of closure was ever meant for us.
1: No, well, clearly not, because we didn't get it. <laughs> because and, we didn't get and it, and, they, and, and fathers know yes. best,
0: right? Yes, exactly, <laughs> Daddy Mark and God. Daddy David.
1: Uh, second question: What's your understanding about the ending, John? Rebecca. It seems like Coop is well-intentioned and means to do right by everybody, but he overstepped trying to save Laura, so to mm. you know what we've kind of been talking about. I don't know if he picked that mission himself or if he was assigned to him by the fireman. That makes all the difference. If he chose, then he chose poorly because he should have been looking for Laura pulled out of the lodge, not fire walk with me, Laura. The fireman chose to make that happen. I think we really are a tangential concern of the lodge types. And Cooper and his unwavering altruism was used improperly as the lodge types continued their war against each other. I, su- I suspect, based on how Doppel Cooper looked at the people around him, that this is the case.
0: Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. So the, the idea that the Lodges are wrapped up in this epic cosmic battle and they're using us
1: humans as to pawns. pawns yeah, to do things. I think
0: Eileen brought that up in, in our Slack chat that we've been looking at Cooper. Uh, he was always a chess piece. Mm-hmm. We just thought he was a bishop mm-hmm. or a knight. Or knights, yeah. But he was a pawn all yeah. along and maybe that's what that's what we're getting at that Could hurts be. the most well
1: i mean it, it really adds the emphasis back to laura though because i mean i don't think the fireman is treating her <laughs> as as something small piece like she seems like a really important character she's mm-hmm. probably the queen of the, mm-hmm. of the board if right. anything right so right. it's it's interesting for sure
0: so that leads to the third question which was will we get a season four or a movie John says, I really don't care if we get more, but I bet if we do, it'll be three movies event it'll be three movie events at about two and a half hours each. It's a very bold prediction, John. I just hope one of these days they let their supporting cast breathe on their own and have scenes that wrap things up. The only people who got that this time around are Ed and Norma. No one else got the dignity of any kind of conclusion. Yeah. Um
1: Which is very true. It is true. And that's yeah, it's, it's,
0: it's 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 something that in any other show i wouldn't i would find unforgivable mm-hmm. um but i kind of believe that i, I i'm going to disagree with john here that that i'm as much as i want to find out what happened to audrey as much as i want to find out what happened to all of these characters like i said it's just not meant for us
1: well and i think that brings us to an interesting point because uh mark frost is releasing another book that's true the final dossier and he has i think the promo for it has been like what happened to the characters in the in-between right. time. So um, there will probably be some clues about what happened to Audrey. Was she in the coma for the whole 25 sure. years? In which case you can Did Richard that.
0: actually exist? Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, you <laughs> Richard know. her son, yes. not
0: Richard yeah. Cooper. <laughs>
1: yeah. So the, I think the book will be uh, worthwhile for us hardcore fans uh, to, to draw more conjecture. I think mm-hmm. it'll answer some of the questions. Maybe who's the billionaire. Stuff like that that doesn't really affect the 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 ethos and the feel of twin peaks right but are just nagging questions that we have we have Um, which
0: probably are nagging questions that mark has as well which is why he's written it in a book and it'll be all the things that visually wouldn't be interesting to talk about like the that's that's the most important thing that we've come to understand about the return is that it is a visual and audio feast Mm -hmm. and those are things that don't come across in a book yeah so reading through a dossier isn't gonna translate on screen in, in the way that Lynch wants it to. Mm-hmm. But it's absolutely the kind of thing that Frost can dive into head first with his his medium of choice, which he's a novelist now, so that's his that's what he does. Mm-hmm. And he'll do a brilliant job because the secret history of Twin Peaks blew us out of the water. So I'm really I am really looking forward to that. And that might be the closest thing we get to a season four. Mm-hmm. If we do get a season four or three movies or a movie, um, I do think it will be focused like Firewalk With Me was on Laura. Yeah. And it will be an exploration of what it actually means that Laura was created from, from the firemen and yeah. that she was sent to Earth for a purpose. Um, I think it will address those questions. It might address, if anything... I'm not sure Cooper was ever meant to save her. I think Laura now will have to save Cooper mm-hmm. in some way and release him from the purgatory that he's been in. I, I, I that's just my interpretation, my yeah. hot take.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, yeah, and yeah, it's totally possible. I, I think that would be, I think that would be a great fitting into both their characters if Laura you know had to save Cooper in some way. That, that would be great. It would be so, such a,
0: a turn of, yeah. of of the expectation that Laura, with her whiteness inside yeah. the golden glow or mm-hmm. the
1: the blinding lights. The yes, blinding is, light that is, she's the
0: white knight yeah. of this whole thing, after all. So, final thoughts.
1: Um, I have many, many, many thoughts, <laughs> but uh, many, many, many
0: feels. too. Yeah, oh,
1: lots of feels, many thoughts. Um, I,
0: I I'll, just a quick
1: anecdote. My, my, my mother has. We got her hooked on Twin Peaks. She watched part seventeen and eighteen last night as well. She called this morning, angry. She was. Pissed off. She was just like, "David Lynch has manipulated us, and just I hate him, and, and all this stuff." <laughs> oh and dear. Like, and I was like, "Okay, well, you haven't seen Mulholland Drive or Lost Highway or Inland, Inland Empire. Empire, where you know they, you know, things are changing and realities don't exist anymore." And 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 actually, that was my very first uh, note when we started watching The Return. My very first note was, this feels like an 18-hour David Lynch movie, and that means it has all the potential of other David Lynch movies to abruptly, and without explanation, change feels, themes, settings, and even realities.
0: And that's literally, I'm watching (laughs) him read this, that's literally what he has at the top of the document that he's been keeping throughout the return. So,
1: we did not, this was not, this should not have been a surprise, and in some ways it wasn't. Um, And in some ways, it's going to be like a Mulholland Drive or a Lost Mm -hmm. Highway, uh, where like i've said it rewards rewatching, um but also it 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 allows you to uh it forces you really to just it, it, take each moment as it comes
0: mm-hmm.
1: um we i think a lot of the upset was that we were so excited after part 16 mm-hmm. like yes cooper's heading towards team peaks it's going to lead to a conclusion and then they pulled the rug out from under us yeah um i feel like if part 15 uh, or if sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen, it all aired as one chunk. Yeah. Um. It might have been slightly less because we wouldn't have we wouldn't have had this this uh, desire to see what Good Cooper was going to do after this whole story had wrapped up. If it if it ended with uh, Monica Bellucci, you know, mm-hmm. describing that who's the dreamer, asking mm-hmm. who the dreamer was, um, then we probably would have come to this place a little a, with a little more, less resistance, a little more. Uh, A little happier to be there, I think. Right. Um, So, I mean, kudos to Lynch for pulling that rug out from us and and giving us something that we didn't know we wanted, um, or something we didn't want, but might be something we need. Um, And I think that's 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 worth uh, worth luxuriating in for a bit. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm with you on that. I'm 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 still a little emotionally devastated. By this whole thing yep. and I think it will be a couple of days before I'm able to re-watch part 17 and 18 um, but I know I will and I know that I'll return to the rest of the series I may even return to, to season one and two and I think that might be a worthwhile thing to do anyway um, just to see how much of what we've seen informs what we've saw before so which is something that I wrote about for 25 years later that often the answers that we're looking for We don't even know what the questions are, but we've already got the answers to them. Mm -hmm. And it's only when you get to the end that you can look back to the beginning and see that what you needed was there all along. And there's a certain elegant beauty to that 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 is stunning when you think about how this was conceived and created, written in one shot and filmed in one shot and all by the same Mm -hmm. director and writer. Um, so I think that's, it's audacious and it will absolutely change the way people consume media, but it might take 10 or 15 years for it to start, um, being felt widely. But I, I, I can't imagine how, how anybody in film school these days, you know, starting film school, school starts this week for most universities and colleges. So, um, Kids are going to be entering film, film school for the first time this fall and their professors will will have to know that that what happened this summer is going to alter the trajectory of all of their syllabi for the rest of their careers. And they're going to have to reevaluate everything that they've been teaching. And these kids are going to leave film school with an appreciation of what this is and they're going to carry that torch on for the next generation. So I'm I am fully expecting there to be the, not, not the children of The Return, maybe the godchildren of The Return. <laughs> uh, for better or worse, we will be seeing this filtering out through media for, for a long time. And I think that's a great thing. I mm-hmm. think that this is the shakeup that that Twin Peaks did back in 1991. The Return will do in 2017. And I'm, I'm totally there for that. I may even re- reactivate my cable package, <laughs> our cable package, um what does this mean for us on the podcast now that the return is over we don't know yet yeah. <laughs> but we know that we're not going anywhere we have a lot that we still want to talk about with twin peaks with the return we also want to go back and look at all of david lynch's films
1: yeah we'll do all of those uh mark frost even did a, a film or two if i recall correctly directed
0: right. well Storyville or... is, yeah, yeah, is Storyville, the yeah. one that we would want to return to yeah. um, more clearly and and then the book, the book i of think course. mark yeah. frost book and We've made so many friends in the community that we're going to be reaching out and doing some uh, special episodes with them to see if they can help shed some light yeah. on what we've seen and or, from,
1: or do an analysis of like a theme or, yeah, or something like that. And, there's
0: so and much we that we with. can that we can do that'll keep us going for a while. And hey, if we end up getting a third or a if we end up getting a fourth season or a movie, then we'll have even more to talk about. But exactly. I. I wouldn't expect us to go anywhere. We might be taking a little bit of a break at some point, yes, just been, to kind of rest yeah,
1: up. We've been doing a lot of these episodes for about a year now. Almost it's once almost a, week, a year yeah.
0: now, and we've been doing them once a week. So um, we're tired, yeah, but we're we're not disappearing from your podcast list anytime soon. In the immediate future, I think our our next episode that we'll be releasing um, solo from Bickering Peaks will be. Uh, a deeper analysis of, of the finale. So look yeah. for that in the next maybe two, three, four weeks or so once we've been able to fully digest it. Um, we got some other stuff maybe coming up, uh, crossover with Time for Cakes and Ale. I think we're going to be heading back up to the Listening Post Alpha coming mm-hmm. up here pretty soon. So uh, look out for that, but uh, definitely keep in touch and uh, we'll still be there to go over the theories, mm-hmm. talk to you on Twitter and Facebook, send us an email, all that fun stuff. Um, the BICs are here to stay for the next for, while. for the foreseeable future
1: if you're enjoying the show and want to join the conversation you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash bickeringpeaks all one word
0: you can also follow us on Twitter that's at bickeringpeaks
1: Or you can head over to iTunes and leave us a review or comment, we'd love to hear from you.